0: is mental health from the uh, clinical psychologist's perspective. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. So um, as you said, when we hear the term mental health, um, a lot of negative things tend to come to our mind, particularly in the black culture, in the black family. Um, To say that I have mental health issues would almost be a curse word in some homes because many people equate um, poor mental health uh, with weakness, which is something that we, we really avoid in the black community. We don't want to portray ourselves as weak, you know. But mental health, I, I like to say, is on a continuum. It's, it's kind of this continuum of health. It has to do with psychological well-being, you know, and it also has to do how, with how adjusted we are in terms of meeting the demands of our daily life. So, you know, a person uh, uh, could be having some, psych- some psychological distress, but if they know how to cope in a way that allows them to meet their daily demands and, and their daily, their day-to-day functions don't become dysfunctional, then we would say that person has pretty good mental health. It is only when a person is experienced psychological distress and psychological distress is normal, but it causes them to begin to become dysfunctional in their day-to-day lives. It, it interrupts their day-to-day lives to the point where they become inefficient, ineffective, um, and unhealthy psychologically. So that's pretty much what mental health is from a clinical perspective.
0: Now, I know that there are a lot of people that may have mental health issues, and you you touched on something that saying that it interrupts their their daily lives. <clears throat> but you and I know that there are people who are dealing with mental health issues and for some way, some reason, they're able to manage it outside of the four walls of the comforts of their home. So I can go to work, I can go to church, I I, I can go to school, um, and manage it to a to a level where Nobody really knows that I'm really dealing with these mental health issues. But when I come home, I'm by myself. I, um, I'm i alone or I feel alone. And I have to deal with depression, anxiety, uh, mm-hmm. voices, uh, suicide. I mean, the list goes on and there is nobody that is mm-hmm. the same. So can right. you tell us? And and I think somebody raised this question on your your recent Facebook Live uh, session last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, why is mental health issues so taboo? You mentioned about saying that it's a curse, specifically in the Black community, and then we'll segue over talking to the you know the church community, which is an even deeper taboo. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about mental health, why is that?
1: Well, what a lot of people don't realize is that there are multiple cultures that we ascribe to in our life. And the first culture that we are exposed to is our family of origin culture. In the black home, the black father, if he's there, and the black mother, they pride themselves on being strong individuals there's a narrative in the black culture that is a narrative about survival and and not being vulnerable and and not being seen as weak so the a father A male, a black male, prides himself on not showing any emotion because that's how he defines um, manhood. And a woman, a black woman, oftentimes has learned how to make things happen while she's crying, and that's seen as being a strong black woman. Another thing that we are also taught in the black home is that um, no matter what happens in the home, no matter how bad things are at home, when you leave the home, Mm -hmm. you make sure it looks like everything is okay. and these things are in Yes, this, these things are in, uh, inbred in us and we, and we don't even realize how much or how entrenched it actually is inside of us. So, you know, we're not used to expressing outwardly what's going on inside. And, and when you do that over a long period of time, you mentioned people are able to go to work, they're able to function outside the four walls of their home. Yes, they're able to do that, but what they don't realize is that it's, it's, um, it's temporary. You may be able to do it for a long time it may be, but you're under chronic stress And after a while, it's like the infrastructure of a building. When something is weighing on it, whether it be the weather, the elements, after a while, it begins to give a little bit. It begins to experience wear and tear. And a lot of times when we finally see an expression of some type of uh, poor mental health, it's because that person has gotten to the point where they can no longer stand up under the chronic pressures that they've been dealing with for years at a time.
0: And I think that it is sad that we have a lot of people that – around us that that love us I mentioned this on my Facebook live coming here um, mm-hmm. that do not are not tuned in to the frequency of our silent scream um, we're, we're screaming for help um, and, and especially in the church community there are people that, that, that you fill with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and you don't know that I'm about to buckle under the pressure you don't right. you don't have a clue there's a preacher uh, who uh, preached his last message, uh, hung up the mic, put his folded his Bible up, and went home, and inside of the driveway killed himself. That's wow. not the sad part. That's not the sad part. It is sad that mm-hmm. he killed himself. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he shot himself. Um, so that means that he really meant to do that. Um, mm-hmm. The sad part was everybody around him was clueless. Nobody around him knew right. what was going on in his life. And so it is my my hope that through this conversation, we can begin to, the viewers that are listening to this, that are dealing with mental health issues, can begin to crack the door and know that there's a person such as yourself and so many others, mm-hmm. um, that there are resources out there that you can begin to have the conversation. So before we segue to the second question, can you try to ease there's somebody that's listening here that is dealing with a mental health issue and they want to have a conversation with somebody of of that they can trust and I mean you you went to school for this, you have a degree in this, you have your own practice. Can you can you try your best to try to encourage them to at least open the door to have the conversation to begin the process of, of healing um, and, and, and having a better well-being of, 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 of mental health. There's somebody that's listening that's dealing with somebody, and they don't believe that they can – they don't have nobody that they can turn to. Uh, but I mm-hmm. believe that your voice, hearing uh, what you have to say, um, that they mm-hmm. can begin to uh, at least start that process.
1: Yes, absolutely. I, I think we've said it many times before, but it de- definitely bears um, needing to be repeated. We really can't begin to address and heal from what we are not willing to acknowledge. And because of our culture and because of the stigma around um, uh, mental health, sometimes we are not willing to acknowledge what we know is actually going on with us. You know, I, I feel like we, we need to understand that we are more than just spiritual beings, and this is for our faith-based community. You are more than just a, a spiritual being. You are a physical being as well as a psychological being, and we need to take a holistic approach to making sure that we are well, making sure that we are well. So, Coming to church is a good thing, but I'm afraid that, uh, you know, when we go to church, all we do is praise, and and, and for many people, the praise is not even about God. Mm. The praise is about convincing other people that everything is is well with us. And and what we do, what we have sometimes is an internal conflict about whether or not um, our acknowledgement of what's going on with us as a human being is um, reflective of poor faith in God. And we have to resolve that. Faith in God is not touched uh, or tarnished by the fact that we're acknowledging that we are human. So what I hope to be able to do, and you can help those who are listening, we need to normalize these conversations. We need people to understand that it's okay to say that I don't have it all together. You know, I'm, I'm struggling. It's okay. That is not a sign of weakness, but, uh, To the contrary, it's actually a sign of strength. And when we can pass that new culture on from one generation to the next, we will, uh, as a whole, be able to lift our community and help us to be um, healthier, holistically, and not just from a spiritual perspective. So have these
0: conversations.
1: Find people that you trust, and don't be afraid to open your mouth. If you don't open your mouth, you can't receive help.
0: Yeah, and we need to take this very seriously, Um, I know a lot of people who are dealing with mental health challenges um, and other people look at it as funny or degrading or um, uh, it's, you mentioned the word taboo, Uh, it's weakness. It is not a sign of weakness. And when you're surrounded by that kind of culture, Uh, I remember being in a church service uh, one time And uh, it was a high service, and everybody was, oh, they were just running around and jumping and shouting and everything. Mm -hmm. And the brother got up, and uh, that's when they used to have testimony service. And he said, "Uh, the Lord delivered me. Oh, boy, the Mm -hmm. church went up. Oh, wonderful. Uh, The Lord delivered me and backed it up with a scripture, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Oh, wonderful, brother. Mm -hmm. But he said, well, the Lord delivered me from cross-dressing. Mm -hmm. silence you can hear a rat licking ice right all of a sudden the right side of the church moved to the left side of the church and (laughs) it's like oh my goodness when you start to share some things that you are confronted with or are dealing with um Mm -hmm the reaction of the crowd and this is not just Mm -hmm. the church crowd the reaction Mm -hmm. of the crowd around you and they don't even have to be talking to you they can just Mm -hmm. be talking about something that you are on the same page as the other brother but because i i i look at the comp the uh the reaction of the crowd it makes me like whoa i'm not going to share that because Absolutely. you laughed, you snickered, you demonized. And this right. is both people who are Christian, people who are non-Christian, you know, our workers, you know, our neighbors. And so we further go into our cocoon and begin to even normalize our own dysfunction. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so and I, I want just... to, you know, help us to have this ongoing conversation. We're going to segue uh over to uh, not only the black community but the church community can Absolutely. be very how can I say it <laughs> I, I, I'm really I'm really trying to be something yeah.
2: that yeah we,
1: we the, the, the word that comes to my mind is invalidating.
0: Oh
1: invalidating my God, right? That's, a, That's the word.
0: And and, and 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 I guarantee you that there are people here They go to church every single Sunday, and there's somebody in their congregation that is dealing with a mental health issue, and they will remain silent. You will never, if they got up and shared it with you, you would almost be shocked. I remember there was a person who was my former business partner, um, and she was a happy-go-lucky person, very personal, always make people Mm -hmm. laugh and joke, and Mm -hmm. um, she was a crowd pleaser, she uh, uh, was up in the front, she was a presenter, Uh, she was high in the the business uh, arena, network marketing, and she shared years later that she was dealing with clinical, clinical depression, where Mm. she needed medication. Right. I, I, I I would really thought that she was not being truthful. To wow. know her and to equate that with depression, it was like total opposites. Wow. So don't think that the person you think you know somebody because you see them every week, you you know, that's my aunt, that's my uncle, you think that they know them, but They have to go home and look in the mirror and deal with themselves. And church, and I believe, Dr. Key, you can correct me if I'm wrong, this is one of the reasons why we have to have this conversation, ongoing so,
1: outside
0: of the church community. Invite the church community, but it cannot be, the platform cannot be at uh, Ebenezer Baptist. Right. I'm sorry if there's anybody that blows on the Ebenezer. Ebenezer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, table neck uh, Baptist Church. Exactly. I, I yeah. know they don't have no table neck. That's Baptist not church. the views of the show. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> Keith. Uh, and, uh, Keith. Sunglasses, Church of God in Christ. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> God. So, I mean, we have to have this conversation outside of the four walls of the church because the church can be very judgmental. Can, right uh, can it be sometimes
2: and this is how i kind of look at it a lot of times we mask what's going on in quote-unquote spirituality like absolutely so what happens <laughs> is people have problems and then and, and as many know listeners you know i don't do churches and stuff like that but just is you just in, in any in any form no matter what religion or whatever belief system a lot of times people equate whatever you're going through to a lack of spirituality or a lack of connection. You don't know know God. Yeah. You shouldn't be like that. And then they, and then they, they plead things over you and they say stuff over you. And it's like, well, that's not helping me with my root problem. Like I told you, I got a problem, but you're just going to systematically dismiss me because I'm supposed to be here because I'm, because that's what you believe I'm supposed to be. And it's, and now I feel guilty. And you don't want to share it right. because, yes, there is, in any form, whether it's school, whether it's a church, whether it's a mob, people do heckle at people who have and get up and give their testimony of what they've gone through or what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you, even growing up in the church, I would look at them like, well, I'm not about to share my stuff because <laughs> right. you're not about to use right. me as the next joke. <laughs> like, that's right. just me. I'm like, right. nah, I'm not putting myself up there like that. I refuse mm-hmm. to do it. And it's why so many of us as men yes. in our communities, like I was Absolutely. just telling um I was just telling a the other day, I said, you know what, it's I love to be able to be open and share. As much as I do you always need somebody to be able to open up to and share right. what you're going through. Why? Because a lot of times we enclose it's not that it's a weakness that we're going through, but you don't want people to in how I grew up. You don't want people to all the time feel bad for you, or you kind of want to make right. yourself. I don't need your pity. Yeah, I don't need pity. I don't right. need this. I need help. Right. Help me. Don't <laughs> don't look at me
0: as, you know, oh, oh, poor little piece. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, we're going to, and then we get spiritual. Oh, we're going to pray for them. Keep them in prayer. I no. Want to prayers. I keep need the me help. in a counseling <laughs> session. Yeah. Open me up to somebody who I could share and give me tools and tips. On how to deal with, cope, and eradicate this process that I'm going through, and church for many cannot be that place.
1: Right, and, and there are there are even some people who are not even looking for help per se. They don't want you to fix it. Some people are just looking to be heard. Right. Yeah. And we're so quick to feel like we need to fix it that what, uh, particularly in the church, people find themselves doing is stepping outside of their scope of expertise and wind up damaging people with good intentions instead of just listening because all the person wanted was to be heard.
0: Yeah, and a a lot of, and and, uh, hopefully I hope that there is a pastor that is listening um, uh, uh, to this show. Uh, be it live or catching the rebroadcast that pastor you do not always have to fix it you do right. not always have the answer and that's not what you're called to do right. you're, you, right. that's you're not your it. assignment you you know you, you need to be able if they love and trust you and honor you enough to even expose right. just a little bit of what they're going through and it's even huge for them to do that that right. you have enough wisdom to say, I know this doctor, uh, Dr. Keith. Key, right. that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. set you up with a session with him. I need mm-hmm. you to talk to him. Yes. And I hope right. that you honor me enough. And I hope there's a pastor out there because trust and believe, you your, your load can be lightened a little bit mm-hmm. if you realize, pastor, that you don't have to fix it. We, and and I, I I try not to use this phrase concerning church people and y'all going to have to help me and, and that's saying these folk are crazy. <laughs> I, I, y'all help me. I'm not going to Okay. You, uh-huh. you ain't going to help me. <laughs> We're going to oh, pray for you. Oh, Go <laughs> right. we'll pray. But, I mean, I, I, and, I, and I say that because... You can, you can do further damage with doing that. And you're saying it sarcastically, and you're joking, and, and you're not really taking it that right. serious. But words matter. Words are important. Words do hurt. Words do help. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. kind of be mindful, those that are, that are out there listening, be mindful of the speech that you, you – the words that you say. You know, Absolutely. um, it. You know, I'm always joking around and you know laughing, and and I have to be mindful when because some people think I'm crazy. Amen. Yeah, shut up. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to say. I mean, she, she I said say, not a nice word, but I she mean. said "amen" so quick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't no pause or nothing. I just barely got the words "amen." <laughs> 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 I mean but but in in the context of of mental health we need to be very careful and mindful of what we say and although we may be joking because somebody may internalize that and it draws them further into you know not sharing because I know how Big Mama feel or Uncle Mm Willie feel about those people, or somebody that is dealing with whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I mean, it's a long list. Um, My my background, um, which you know, has me even remotely looking in this uh, direction, is because my oldest son is diagnosed autistic, Mm -hmm. and that has opened up my um, the way I communicate so much broader.
1: Yes. You know, mm-hmm.
0: we say a lot of things that make absolutely no sense at all. Right. We we say things that, it if you were to try to describe what, tell me what the is. What is the word the? Describe that to a five year old. Mm-hmm. you really couldn't describe it I said something to my son um when he wasn't talking thank God he's talking he's talking a little bit too much now mm-hmm. um but I said open your mouth and talk uh-huh. we say phrases like that open your mouth and talk so mm-hmm. he what do you think he did Just opened he his opened his mouth open. he right. opened he his mouth right. wide and was like I mean you're on the radio so you can't see my mouth Oh, but i can imagine i can imagine <laughs> <laughs> and you say you know uh we was teaching body parts and we yeah. pointed to his male uh private parts and we said what is that and instead of saying what the part was he said brown mm-hmm. you know so we we say a lot of things we said you know what do you want to be when you grow up he said i want to be a man uh-huh. mm. yeah you, that's <laughs> ah, i can't argue with that you know, but we have a lot of people uh, that we work with that are dealing with a whole lot of situations, um, especially black men. Black men right. are shouldering. Um, I think the statistic is, um, uh, I don't know, is it like 60, 60 to 80 percent of the suicide rate for black men are in their 40s mm. um, that commit suicide in their 40s. Um, And these come from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. So you don't think that there is somebody who fits your uh, definition of who you think should be wearing the label having mental health challenge. It, it, It doesn't work like that. It could be the janitor and it could be the CEO. It could be the pastor and it could be the usher. It, it doesn't matter who it is it doesn't matter your educational background you can be you know learned, or you could be you know uh somebody who is not learning so you know um let's let's have that that conversation um is there anything else that you can share that we could do uh to help people who are dealing with uh, mental health
1: well I mean there's there's a lot that I can share but I just wanted to kind of touch uh touch what you just mentioned, um, you know, because I think what what keeps um, our black men, our black women, um, you know, our community from going to see somebody like a psychologist is that, um, you know, uh, the majority of individuals out there that, that practice psychology don't look like us. So because they don't know our background, they don't know our culture, they have a tendency to pathologize. And we have to be careful about calling and labeling things what they are not. Okay there are people who have been uh, have experienced sadness and the moment somebody experiences sadness particularly in the church we want to say that it's a spirit of depression or the person is depressed and something's wrong with them we we're quick to make people feel as if they are defective and we have to stop pathologizing and stop demonizing people and help them to realize that some of the ups and downs that they experience in life are simply part of the human experience that's the first thing that we can do the the second thing is, in the church, we need to make sure that the church becomes a safe place church is not a safe place. For all the reasons that you mentioned, you know, the way people respond to stuff that makes them uncomfortable, the types of defenses that they have, they use humor, they laugh, they move, they they squinch their eyes, and they grimace, and they grunt, and, and say things like, help them, Lord. People internalize those responses, and it, it cuts the trust. It makes the church feel like an unsafe place. And the reason why people come to me, or people like me, is because we're bound by Confidentiality. They know that they can say anything they want to say, and it's not going to go any farther than that room. We need to find where Black people congregate. Churches are one place, but even outside of the church, places like barbershops shops and rec centers. We need to make sure that those places become safe places because safe places breed trust. Trust allows people to open up freely. These are the things that we need to do. Yeah.
0: Well, we have um, brother brother Isaac. Isaac, how old are you? I am
2: currently at the age of forty three years old, brother 43. Keith. Yes. Okay.
0: I was just wondering if you were in the forty club.
1: I, you know, I'm not fifty
2: yet, brother. No.
0: So, I mean, speak to speak to you know, you're you're a black man, you're in the forties. Um, that those of us that are in our forties, I'm a little bit more advanced than you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. But uh, respect your elders. Uh, <laughs> speak to your, your views on, on mental health. How how do you how do you view when you hear the term mental health?
2: So what what he just mentioned about labelizing things and I just spoke to Dai about this a couple of days ago. A lot of times we have this system of labeling everything. And that's how they work in our system. So if a child is if a child is active in the classroom our culture people, we're not systematically placed into a classroom where we have to sit. We have to go outside and get that sun and exercise. So when you sit a child in the classroom and he's a little too active or he's playing with his pencil, he could be bored. What do they do? ADHD, ADD. We're automatically labeled in our communities as something else. A lot of times it's just a human experience. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to be sad. I'm allowed to have a mood. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed right. to express myself if I'm happy or if I'm going through something. I should be able to say that. Me, I'm pretty outspoken, so if I say something, it may come across aggressive. Sometimes it may come across as just light, depending on who I'm talking to. I'm allowed allowed to let loose. And the problem is people look at that and they go, well, you might have an issue. Well, I might not. I might just need to be heard for about a second or two. But now you're about to have an issue because you're trying to diagnose Mm -hmm. me. And I don't need a diagnosis. What a lot of times, and even and I'll say this, as far as men, yes. uh, A lot of people underestimate men of color because Mm -hmm. they look at us. We're under a lot of scrutiny. Mm -hmm. And like, they will put it out there today and uh, and you do do a lot. But it's true. We're labeled so many ways. We're labeled by the system. We're labeled by our own women. We're labeled by our children. Uh, We take a lot of the blunt for the absentee fathers. So the fathers who Mm -hmm. are there still get kicked around because of that. We're labeled by the man himself. A problem I usually have, and I talked about this on Facebook, when women go, all men are holding us down. I'm not one to sit down and allow it of I'm like, no, you need to generalize. In your mm-hmm. workplace, it's the white man, because the last time I checked, the chain of food went from white man, <laughs> white woman, or sister, and then we're at the low, we're the low men in the total pole. So a lot of times when that happens, like, you don't realize what you do to us systematically, that... You know, we don't, especially when you don't grow up with a father in the household, mm-hmm. we're easily, once we get hurt, that trust goes away. And we don't, Absolutely. And we don't easily just talk to anybody. You got to be a real close person mm-hmm. to talk to us. or We to already up. have a
0: limited vocabulary anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we don't so, say very
2: few words.
0: I mean, like my grandfather, he, when he spoke, it was like EF Hutton. I mean, he said maybe three or four words, and then it was back, you know, doing a forklift, you know, his food, and, you know, and, and plate and eating. So w- black men in particular, and I need for all of the, the, the ladies out here to realize this, because you play a vital role in either opening up a man or closing him down. So kind of know the power that you have. Um, those of us that do have mental health issues, you could play a vital role in either helping or hurting that whole process. And that could be a major part of the function or dysfunctionality of the family structure. You Mm -hmm. wonder why we do or say certain things or make certain decisions or don't make certain decisions. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of that could be some... Uh, uh, past history, her, past or, history, and
2: lack like of communication. It, I think one thing you wanna you wanna say, no, a <laughs> but the one thing about that that one thing her and I talk about a lot is communication. I think a lot of times we have we we forget. Oh, I we forget that communication. <laughs> we forget that communication is actually is the actual key to helping us out as individuals. Like, and I believe for me, I like to communicate, I like to talk, I like to get my point across, but we have to learn to communicate and to learn how to allow other people to communicate to us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, yeah. and one thing I find is when people have a lack of communication, you can't understand the root cause of a person if you don't right. know how to listen and if you don't know how to effectively, properly communicate with them. And you do more damage with the whole cliches that everybody do. Hmm. And and I know a lot of times people, and one thing I would say, we equate everything in our community with one or two things. It's either a Muslim, a Christian, or, or us as a people. And like you said, we have to get into every facet and every avenue of our people in historical from whatever because we're damaged. Our women exactly. are damaged. They have mental health mm-hmm. issues that we as men need to understand. You can't burden these sisters with so much garbage because they're stressed and just as depressed they just yeah. have taken on mama's role to where they have to they feel in their heart well I have to be strong and play my man daddy no mm-hmm. you can't be my man daddy Yeah. and a lot of men I tell my brothers I say listen when you get with that woman don't if you want to befriend her be her friend don't be her friend to get with her
0: mm-hmm.
2: help her out be a help first because if you're a help she'll know how to listen to you as well and you can be able to express yourself and communicate and you build a bond Mm-hmm. And you can find that within all our people. We just have to stop hurting one another. We have to start listening. We have to stop allowing outside sources to dictate us as a community and as a people.
0: So, Dr. K, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, a, a wrap, we're getting ready to wrap up real quickly. Um, mm-hmm. But can you share with the people uh, how they can get in touch with you, um, what services you offer, and... Um, We're talking about opening up that conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Shout out to your uh, key elements every Wednesday, 12 Mm -hmm. Mm o'clock, Facebook Live. uh, Look him up. He's on there. But how can they get in touch with you, and what resources do you offer? Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, well, I am the owner and principal psychologist for Empowerment Counseling, Coaching, and Consulting. That is my own private practice in Center City, Philadelphia. Um, What you can do is you can go to my website, which is wwwdrrk 2com That's www.drk2.com. You can um, read about me. You can find out what my services are. You can even book an initial um, session with me or ready, um, and you can do all that through the website. Um, I'm a licensed clinical psychologist, so I deal with issues generally. I provide individual therapy, couples therapy, and also um, business entrepreneurial consultation. So, you know, and, you know, I have a background. I have a faith background. So a lot of times I'm able to integrate spirituality with psychology to help people. So, um, you know, you can see me on Key Elements Wednesday, 12 noon on my Facebook Live, or you can go to my website and you can um, secure services there. But I'm in Philadelphia. I own my own private practice. It's what I do for a living for the last
0: two years. All right, y'all, look him up, Doctor Key. He's in Center thank City, you. y'all. We got a black man in, Center, in, City. <laughs> in <laughs>
1: Center City. I'm in Center City. What you say? You
0: better shut your black
1: mouth.
0: <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Dr. Key, um, uh, um just want to say thank you so much for uh, for coming on and, and sharing with us. We definitely definitely want to invite you back on. Um, I just want to say, uh, I looked at one of your Facebook. Oh. He admires when to your to heart is.